Welcome to Job Tales, the podcast that tells personal stories about all kinds of jobs existing around the world. Stefano studied medicine in Peru and became a medical doctor after seven years of studies. He wishes to specialize in neurology. His dream job? To combine clinical work with research. In my interview with Stefano, I ask about his personal curriculum, what it takes to become a doctor, what skills, hard and soft, are required, and what has he learned from the past. Enjoy this episode of Job Tales. And Stefano, you have studied uh, in Peru? Yes, I study in Peru, yes. I study uh, medicine, human okay. medicine in Peru. In Peru is seven years, no, the medical career. Mm-hmm. And then I decided, uh, I was always interested to get into research when I was doing, uh, during my medical studies. Yeah. So, and actually my dream job is to, to do clinical work combined with research. No? So during my medical studies, I didn't have that uh, experience or contact with research. So when uh, I was in the last years of, uh, of my medical studies, I found an opportunity to get involved in research uh, and I took it. And mm. since then, I have been in the in the path of research no, for now. Yeah, okay. So when we're looking back at your studies, so you finished high school, right? And yes. then, uh, so how old were you when you started medicine? When I started, I had 17 years. Ah, 17 years. Okay, so from 17, then the, so it's seven years. So you do, how many years do you do of, uh, you know, the, the basic studies, medicine studies? So medicine is seven years in total. So first you do three years of basic science, then you do three years of clinics, and then you do one year of internship where you are in the hospital, basically. Okay. And when you say clinic, it, it is everything related to, let's say, hospital? Uh, yes, exactly. So the first year is more like uh, anatomy, uh, physiology, histology, all the, the basic courses of medicine. Yeah. And then in the clinical part, you go to the hospitals and you start to work with the patients. You start to practice, let's say, with yeah. the with the patients no? under the guidance of, of a doctor. And this is always generalistic medicine. So you touch on a, a lot of uh, different fields. Yes, exactly. You, you see all the medical fields in general. Uh, so yes, it's very generalistic, actually. Okay. Can you tell me what you liked when you were studying? I love uh, neurology, actually. That's the speciality that I would like to to start soon. Ah, neurology. So neurology is the study of... So it's basically the study of uh, diseases and conditions that affects the brain, the uh, brain. organically. Mm-hmm. Everything related to brain, okay. Brain and spinal cord no, as well. Ah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. A, a very intricate um, subject, for sure. Uh, <laughs> did you find any subjects particularly difficult during your studies? During my studies, yes, actually, one of my one of the most difficult subjects was uh, pharmacology. Actually, ah. uh, during the during the first three years, no uh, anatomy and pharmacology, no because okay. there was a lot of content to memorize and to and to learn. No, mm. so so yeah, that, those those courses were like a like a filter course. No, a lot of people were like repeating the years when they were, oh, when yeah. they were taking these courses, yes. <laughs> so those are the toughest ones, for not for only for you, but for uh, for many other students. If yes, exactly. exactly. Anatomy. <laughs> and pharmacology. <laughs> and pharmacology. So pharmacology is everything related to like medicines and pharmaceuticals. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. Okay. It's basically, yeah, exactly. Basically knowing the components, how uh, where they interact and effects, basically. 
Wow, lots of chemistry, I imagine. I mean, some basics. Yeah, a lot of chemistry is understanding. <laughs> okay, okay. So there's really like a lot of, because I'm trying to understand you know, from a perspective of a young person who would like to start medicine, uh, maybe mm-hmm. what should they expect actually when they study medicine? Uh, and what are the, maybe the stumbling blocks that they should be aware of when you're studying? First, well, it's going to, you will need to study a lot, actually. I mean, that's one of the, the <laughs> myths and actually it's true, no? You will have to, to read and to... Uh, to study a lot in general, to memorize a yeah. lot of things. But also there are a lot of uh, subjects that are very logic. I mean, you don't need to just memorize, but you have to think. You know? So it's very important to learn how to uh, use all the knowledge that you have in order to, for example, achieve and to reach a diagnosis of the patient. You know? So it's not mm. just memory, but also critical thinking. Critical, yeah. Okay. Uh, analysis and... Uh... Mm-hmm. So... You did seven years, and o- over the course of that period of time, uh, did you know already what direction you wanted to take in medicine, or did you want to stay general? Mm, so at the beginning, when I started, in the first years, I was actually planning to become an oncologist, uh, ah. like both for cancer. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I had the idea of like doing research and maybe finding a cure or something like that. No, it was like a... Uh, that was my, my dream you know, when I was just starting. Yeah. But when I was in second year of medical school, I was taking neuroanatomy. And that's the moment when I discovered that actually I would like to, to become a neurologist. You know? uh, during this course, I had the opportunity to have a, a brain in my hands. You know? So for me, it was like uh, incredible having the the memories and and having that the life of a of a person no in my in my own hands no? and yeah. it was very fascinating and interesting to to learn how this works no basically my next question is about jumping now from studying to working what was mm-hmm. your first job when you came out of university so actually, I consider my first job uh, when I was doing my medical thesis. Um, I mean, I was not getting paid, actually. It was at Honorem. But that was the first job I was doing when I finished my, my studies, no, officially. I, I didn't have my degree because mm. uh, I had to do the thesis first and to, to defend it. But it was still like a research job, no? Um, I was doing the recruitment of the patients in the hospital in the mornings. Then I was going to the laboratory in my, at my university to run the samples, to analyze them. So it was a full-time job, basically. Mm. And, and it was my, my first job in, somehow, no? and in research, especially. Yeah, so that, that lasted a year? That actually was a little bit more. I would say, yeah, it was a year and a half, basically. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So you really need to be determined to become a doctor because it is a long curriculum and a lot of commitment. I mean, seven years of your life and, and you haven't even started working. Mm-hmm. Is it? Were you expecting this and was it clear to you from the beginning? Uh, yes, actually, uh, that's something that everybody was uh, were telling me, actually, when I decided to, to go for medicine. I mean, they were always asking me you know, if I was sure that to study medicine because of the long time. 
But yes, I mean, for me, I'm not the person that is thinking in the end or finishing things. I mean, just thinking on the final outcome, but actually I like to enjoy the, the journey, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And medicine is a career for all life, actually. So you never end yeah. uh, learning or studying. No, we, we are always students, basically. Yes, this is a yeah very important too. Like conferences, being up to speed of the latest uh, state of art uh, technologies too. Because mm -hmm. uh, and that is uh, my next question: like, how does technology affect your field? Because uh, I imagine there must be so many innovative uh, uh, treatments and technologies, and also AI and virtual reality coming in. Do you see that uh, in your line of work? Uh, yes, definitely. I mean, right now in, in neuroscience specifically, AI, uh, virtual reality are like very important tools that are going to, I think they are going to revolutionate the, the field. No? I mean, the AI are going to help to to understand better how the, the neural connections work, actually, because I mean, the, we, uh, we, can, we are not able to, to understand it by itself. AI might be a tool to allow us to reach the next level on that. Oh. And virtual reality actually is a very interesting tool as well. I mean, in my laboratory, we have been working with that. And it's interesting because it's going to change the way how we teach uh, patients, for example, how we explain different medical conditions that they might have with virtual reality, but mm. also how we teach uh, medicine in the universities. And also it's going to change the way how we, we do research as well. So, so yeah, it's going to be very interesting the next years. <laughs> And can you give me an example, like a practical example of how this uh, changes? For instance, the relationship with the patient that you were mentioning. Mm, for example, well, I'm talking in, in some years in the future. Uh, yes. <laughs> maybe here in Switzerland, in, in, uh, in the US, no? in developed countries. For example, when we need to explain to a patient that they have a special disease and we need to explain where it's located and how, how this happened, It will be easier if, for example, the patient has a, a VR headset and we can show them with uh, videos and figures more or less about the disease that they have. No? So I think that the knowledge or uh, the, no the transmission of knowledge to the patient is going to be uh, facilitated by these techniques. No? So it gives you, a, yeah, it, it creates the reality around you through the visual headset mm -hmm. on, uh, on the particular disease, for instance, in that particular part of your body. Mm -hmm, exactly. Wow, oh, fascinating. And how about AI? So artificial intelligence, uh, do, do you know already how this is going to pan out in the future, uh, helping uh, the medical sector? That's an interesting question. Uh, yes, I mean, I think it's going to help in order to more in an in analytical part in the research. I'm not sure exactly in details on that, but definitely, I mean, in now we are like in the, in the, entering into the domains of big data science, uh, like analyzing huge amount of data that, that we have. And I think that AI may help developing or designing uh, algorithms that are going to, to be able to, are, are going to help us, no? To understand better, mm. like neural connections or maybe predictors for the respon responsiveness of a treatment that maybe we are not allowed to, we are not able to do it by ourselves. 
Fascinating, eh? Like it's so much that we still don't know. Uh, maybe now, <laughs> if we meet again uh, in in 2030, <laughs> 2032, yeah. there will be maybe a totally different uh, conversation, I'm sure. So now we are at the end of your studies. You've done your year uh, of uh, practical work. So you have been able to um, interact with patients. What happened next? So uh, normally in Peru, uh, when you finish medical, uh, the medical career, you have to do a, well, it's not mandatory, but normally everybody does it, uh, is to do a rural service. So you go to the mountains or to the jungle in Peru uh, or to very far uh, areas and you work there for one year no? as a generalist, basically. Okay. And after that, you are able to apply for the residency in Peru, no? to do the specialization in Peru. Other people uh, choose to go to, I mean, abroad, to go to Spain, for example, because of the uh, proximity with the language and the, yeah. and the culture, or to go also to the U.S. or maybe other countries, no? Brazil, maybe Germany, or the U.K. as well. And then they start with the residency, no? that might, might take between three to six years, no? depending, oh, wow. on the, yeah, depending on the country and depending on the specialization, basically. Right. So you picked Switzerland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> and what, what uh, drew you to Switzerland, besides for the fact that you did have a citizenship there? Uh-huh. Well, actually, I mean, I was already thinking like to do clinical work and research. And here in Switzerland, uh, it's possible to do it. And also there is a lot of investment in research. There is a lot of opportunities to grow as a professional, especially in the field in which I am interested. No? And well, mm-hmm. Of course, having a nationality was a, a plus, no, to to do it. Yes, for sure. So, so I took this possibility, no. However, uh, I mean, yes, having the nationality it doesn't open you all the doors immediately, no, because there is the language barrier, for example, no. I mean, in Peru we speak Spanish and we have English as a second language, uh, some of us. But then Italian, French, or German. I mean, unless yeah. you study in a in a French or German school or Italian school, uh, you're not going to learn it. No? So that was a, a huge, that is a huge barrier, actually. No? Especially part. because the language is very technical. The vocabulary is very specific. It's not just uh, like having a, a very casual conversation with a friend, right? Exactly, exactly. First, you need to learn the, ca- the casual uh, language, and then you need to also learn the, the technical. No? All the technical. Okay. So, is your work in French? So, yeah, I, I work in French, uh, but mostly in English, actually. Okay. So, when I interact with. Yeah, that helps a lot, actually, especially at the beginning, no? because when I started my work here, I was starting to learn French, actually. So I couldn't communicate with the participants unless they speak English. So it was a little bit tough. Now, when I have some participants, I prefer to speak in French, not to practice more. No? Yeah. But for example, with my boss or with my colleagues, I speak basically in English. Yeah. And tell me, when now you say you want to do more clinical work and research, what does that consist of and where are you working right now? So, well, right now I'm working in the eye hospital of Lausanne in a research laboratory. So we work in in the neuroscience domain. We do experiments with healthy participants. But it's more, it's focused on research, no? So I don't see patients. I don't uh, do any diagnosis of of any disease, no? 
and my idea is to this year to apply to the to a clinical position. So my idea is to have a full time job working as a physician, as a seeing patients, diagnosing uh, diseases, and giving treatments. Yeah. But I would like to do on on a side also keep doing research, you know, uh, keep doing collaborating with some colleagues on some uh, articles or publications for the moment as a resident, and then in the future maybe. Uh, once I become a neurologist, to have a, a laboratory where I can propose some research uh, questions and also to see patients on the side. That would be my ideal job. Okay, and that's neuroscience, right? Do you that, want to specialize? Okay. Yes, in neuroscience, not neurology. <laughs> yeah. So the residency that you're mentioning now, it's at the hospital in, uh, in Lausanne that you're doing? So actually, I have not started with the residency yet. Okay. Um, I'm going to apply uh, in the next months, actually. But right now, I'm basically working as a researcher, no? as a postdoctoral researcher in the in the hospital. So our laboratory is affiliated to uh, Lausanne University and is located inside the, the eye hospital of Lausanne. Okay. <laughs> you want to specialize in neuroscience, you said. And uh, yeah. what is that would, you would like to achieve in neuroscience? Do you have already an idea on a specific topic on your postdoctoral phase of life? Mm, that's a very good question. Actually, no, I don't have a, right now uh, a special topic. You know? I am interested in, for example, the stroke rehabilitation and also in mm. degenerative uh, diseases. No? But at the moment, I don't have like a special uh, topic or a special question that I would like to address at the moment. Right now, I'm more like looking actually to to do different collaborations in the spectrum of neuroscience uh, in order to find out actually that, that topic that I would like to, to dedicate my research in the future. Okay, mm-hmm. excellent. We were touching before on some uh, skills that are required when studying medicine and then becoming a doctor. Mm-hmm. Can you mention a couple more on the soft side and on the hard side, like soft skills and hard skills, you know, of this job? Well, in the clinical part, definitely in the soft part, I mean, it's important to be very resilient and perseverant and also patient because, I mean, in medicine, there are going to be a lot of moments of frustration and very tough and hard moments. I mean, dealing with uh, patients, dealing with their diseases and their conditions, and also because it's a long career, no? And, And there are difficult moments, no, when... Actually, you question yourself what I'm doing with my life somehow. No? So it's very important to be consistent, to persevere, and to be very resilient. No? Uh, every time that you touch like base, no? touch like the, uh, the ground, it's always important to, to stand up and to continue. No? That's something mm-hmm. very important. Okay. Also, it's important to, to be, I mean, to have a touch with patients, no? with people. No? But that's something that also, depending on how, how do you feel, how anybody feels like uh, close to people or not? I mean, you can choose different specializations, no? For yeah. example, people that maybe are more introverted and they don't like to deal too much with people, they might choose some careers like are more like a pathology, for example, radiology, you know, that you don't deal every time with the patients. No? Mm. It's, uh-huh. So it depends. So there are, there are some spectrums that you can choose based on your personality, based on your characteristics. Yeah. Okay. Is there something you have uh, learned along the way that you wish to share that others could benefit from? 
Well, one important thing is to the importance of networking and, and doing collaborations, no? That's something very important. I mean, it might sound uh, kind of obvious, but actually it's very important. It's going to help uh, everybody in, in their career in general. You never know when you're going to actually need the help of someone in order to boost your career. That's something very important because research is, is a, research and also clinical work is a community work, no? it's a teamwork. No? So it's important to learn to work in, in teams. And also something very interesting that I would like to share is that is to, especially when you are very young, it's important to try to, to expose yourself to different disciplines or to different uh, domains, no? not only in the field of medicine, but also try to, to learn more about engineer, about uh, social science, because at the end, all of this combination of uh, domains are going to, to provide ideas to, and is going to enhance creativity. No? I think that that's something very important because when I was young, I mean, the people that were surrounding me had the idea that you have to focus only one thing and be like, uh, specialize on one specific thing. No? But I feel that now the world is changing towards a more multidisciplinary uh, world, no? where actually yeah. it's very important to share ideas and to share to have different backgrounds. No? So I think that's something that I will, I will have liked to, to do before. No? Yeah, great. And are there any myths of the job? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, normally they say that when you're, you're a doctor, you become somehow insensitive no? or, or more mm. colder. No? Uh, I think that that depends on the person. I mean, that's not something that happens to everybody. I think that we learn somehow to not get too closer to the patients in order to be affected uh, personally or in, in our feelings somehow. But that should not avoid us to, to, to be close to the patients, like to, to give support to them. And unfortunately, that's something that we don't learn in the medical school. That's something that we learn uh, with life. No? Yeah, so, but sure. it's always good to remind no, that we, we should never forget that actually we are dealing with people no, that, has, like, sense, that has feelings. No? And that they are dealing with a hard moment no? when they go to the hospital. Before I finish, uh, is there anything else you would like to share with us today? No, I think I think that's everything I, I will I will have like to to say. No, mm. I mean the the importance of well, I mean the importance of following also what uh, your dream, no, or what you would like to do, no. Because mm. in in my case, I took like a an an explore path, I would say, no. I mean, I, normally my friends and colleagues, uh, they took the common path of going out of medical school and then do their specialization and, and so on. Now they are a specialist at, at this moment. In my case, I took a, an explore path. No? I decided to come to Switzerland to do research first and then go back to uh, the clinical path. And even though some people might think that, that you are crazy somehow, uh, <laughs> it's important to, to follow your your guts, no? Mm. <laughs> or follow your... Yes, your, yeah, your, heart, your guts no? and mm -hmm. your calling. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So thank you very much. It's, it's, been, uh, it's been very good to talk to you, Stefano. And uh, I, I wish you all the best. And uh, hopefully you can uh, find your way through, mm -hmm. the, uh, through the neuroscience uh, findings and uh, discoveries in the future. No, thank you very much, Laura, for this opportunity. Uh, it has been very interesting to talk with you, and, and I like very much uh, what you are doing with this uh, podcast, actually, about Job Tales. <laughs> thank you very <laughs> much. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
Stefano says that if you want to be a doctor, you need to be ready to study a lot, to read a lot, to memorize a lot, to use your critical thinking and to learn to be detached enough from your patients but not getting too detached, hence finding the right balance. Definitely not an easy job for sure, but very, very much needed. If you know specialized doctors who would like to be interviewed and share their experience, write me please at jobtalespodcast at gmail.com. Bye for now.